0: If you've been told to pull up your socks then make sure it's a pair of tnt socks the tnt shop is now open at tntradio.live where the story goes we follow chris smith on today's news
1: talk tnt radio g'day g'day good to have your company welcome to the friday edition of the show we like fridays because the weekend is next You can't avoid that. Uh, Yes, Friday afternoon here in Sydney, of course, whereas it's Friday morning, very early in London. Good to have your company if you're watching or listening from the UK and across the United States. It is still Thursday night and uh, it's great to have you with us as well. I hope uh, you're all well and I hope you can be prepared for some political decoding very shortly because George Papadopoulos is uh, joining the program. There's been a major development in the Russia Gate investigation. I'll explain it all for you very soon. If you've been listening to Jim Hoff program, you would be up to date with all of that. But I'll get to George Papadopoulos very shortly on the program, an exclusive interview right here. First up, I think um, I found another Trump hater who has Trump derangement syndrome to the maximum degree and probably needs close hospitalisation. Yeah. I've found someone who probably dislikes Trump more than most of his ex-wives, if that's possible. Um, She's a woman who was once a senator, a Democrat senator, as you'd fully appreciate, and what she has had to say publicly on MSNBC, surprise, surprise, will blow you away. Outrageous dribble. I've never heard the like of it before. This woman will be a danger to herself in November on election night if Trump gets back into the White House. Dear, oh dear, someone someone tie her down before she does herself too much damage. My special guest today will be the January 6th lawyer and Republican Rising Star Ed Martin. There's a stack to talk about in US politics in this edition, the wasteful way the president is cancelling student debt, I hope you've been following this, it is just out of control. And it shows that the Democrats has have no idea or no appreciation for the definition of the word budget. They probably couldn't even spell it. Anyway, we'll talk about that, despite, of course, the Supreme Court saying that the government was going in the wrong direction. Uh, where to now for Julian Assange? Ed has his views on Julian's two day hearing, the AI spying scheme which stalked ordinary Americans, and more climate catastrophizing from Joe Biden himself. All of that with Ed Martin. Now, I told you about the major COVID vaccine study that was done by New Zealand researchers and released this week. I told you about that a little earlier in the week. It's the largest COVID vaccine study anywhere since the outbreak of the pandemic. And it proves that the vaccine side effects and diseases that ensue were far more recorded and um, observed than what was expected. In some cases, there are issues like myocarditis, for instance, that were three times more observed than what scientists expected. And when you think about some of the health and medical campaigns that we conduct in just about every continent in the world, whether it's heart disease or prostate cancer, the numbers we're talking about now eclipse some of these major diseases. And this is why this mainstream report needs to be consumed by every person in the world. Uh, from Down Under today, we have the politically incorrect former radio man himself, Jim Ball, and also independent federal MP Russell Broadbent joining us, one from New South Wales, one from Victoria. I should make mention, for those listening from Australia, we've got a cyclone threatening the coast on the northwest part of Western Australia, as I speak, and we've got bushfires in central Victoria as well, bushfires that have threatened and burned homes already, Um it is summer in Australia, and these are the natural disasters that we expect, but it's never uh, welcome, is it? Never, ever welcome. So with Jim and also Russell, we're going to talk about the budding Tasmanian politician who's been targeted by the largest doctors group in the world, uh, sorry, in the country, because she dared to question the efficacy of the jabs during COVID. She's still being blasted publicly. This crap is still happening. And the Indigenous leader who says the Aboriginal juveniles um, who get into trouble are being treated far too lightly in the Northern Territory. There you go. Maybe there's a a hole in the justice system that even Indigenous leaders can appreciate. Good on her. That is the plan, Stan. Um, Let's get moving. It's a busy, busy program. You're with Chris Smith broadcasting live. On the global News Talk Network, TNT. Going 360 on the headlines.
2: It's really well balanced conversation.
1: Today's News Talk Radio,
0: TNT. TNT.
1: Now, as we all know, Donald Trump has his degree and fair share of haters, a very large share, I should point out. And they cannot stand recognizing that maybe when he was president, he did do things that worked. He was productive, he was constructive in those four wild years in the white house and they are so hateful of his personality uh, his vitriol and he can get aggro um, his private affairs they're obsessed with those that they've developed a rather sick derangement syndrome called trump derangement syndrome they cannot recognize his undisputed success keeping the rogue authoritarian regimes of the world at bay when he was president they cannot recognize his massive success with the job market, nor the corporate revenue that flowed through after he decided to reform the tax system. And they don't dare recognize his control of immigration numbers, oh, no! which in light of what's happening right now, makes him just about a genius. But there are haters, and then there are those who, I'm not kidding, would probably shoot him if they had the opportunity, seriously. And someone reminded me of that kind of extreme hate today in a bizarrely twisted and extremely deranged outburst on the Biden-loving television network MSNBC. Yes, MSNBC. Where else? One of their regular analysts is Democrat Claire McCaskill, who today angrily demanded, listen to this, that media outlets stop scrutinizing Joe Biden, stop putting their fact checkers on the president. This is not a fake story. She actually said this. There's tape of it. McCaskill wants the media to stop fact-checking the president because it's Trump, she says, who can't be trusted, not Joe. Oh, well, why didn't you tell us? Uh, this is like some kind of staged um, sycophantic announcement from a party stooge that you'd normally find outside the Kremlin or Beijing or maybe even Baghdad in the old days. What planet is this woman on? It's called Democracy, Claire, and you should try and, if you can, try and practice spelling it. As for Trump, Claire wants daily fact checks of what he says, and he th- and she thinks that they should be put on the front page of every paper in the United States. Obsessed a little, do you think? Have a listen to this raving lunatic.
2: I move that every newspaper in America quits doing any fact checks on Joe Biden until they fact check Donald Trump every morning on the front page. It is ridiculous that The New York Times fact checked Joe Biden on something. I mean, he vomits lies. Trump vomits lies and every day over and over and over again. And it's just ridiculous that The New York Times is doing a fact check on, on Biden while they let Trump, while they're numb to the torrent of lies coming out of Trump's mouth.
1: Yeah, sure. Okay, don't dare check Joe. He only runs the government. He's only in charge of the deep state. Now, Claire is a former Democrat senator for Missouri who's obviously been out raising donations for the party leading up to November and may have come across some frustration. Maybe her previous donors have said to her, not this time, Claire. He's not up to it. Maybe this is what's motivating it. I don't know. So maybe we should excuse her, For thinking the press should green light a president for telling porkies, like seriously. Now, on Wednesday, the New York Times published a fact check focusing on the president's recent economic talking points, which is obvious. Uh, It's a no-brainer because it's evidence-based using data. And you've got to check the data. You've got to check that what he's saying is right. Although, let me say, I hate fact-checking because I've always thought to myself, who's decided that they are God when it comes to facts in this world? And as we saw over the COVID uh, pandemic, since the pandemic, a lot of what we were told was BS, the large chunk of what we were told was BS, and yet they were regarded as the facts during the pandemic. So who's playing God? And where has Trump been? Sorry, where has Claire been? In recent years because trump is the most fact-checked politician that has ever stood anywhere near the white house it's true um if anything people should be calling out the fact that he's being persecuted because he has never we've never had a politician in the united states being fact-checked more than trump according to fox news politifact has published more than one thousand fact checks on him alone one thousand and the same site has published how many for biden two (laughs) hundred and eighty nine there's your inherent and undisguised bias right there now mary has a little bit of form uh, for this kind of bias and derangement over joe's infallible words back in july she embarrassed herself greatly by claiming that republicans they were trying to indict biden over simply loving his son hunter And then in November, did you remember this, Claire brought out the big guns and declared that Trump was more dangerous than Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini.
2: A lot of people have tried to draw similarities between Mussolini and Hitler and the use of the terminology like vermin and the, the, the drive that those men had towards autocracy and, and dictatorship. The difference though I think makes Donald Trump even more dangerous and that is he has no philosophy he believes in. He is not trying to expand the boundaries of the United States of America. He's not trying to overcome a neighboring country like Putin is in Ukraine. He is not going for some grandiose scheme of international dominance. All he wants is to look in the mirror and see a guy who's president.
1: This woman is a psycho. She's a psycho. So he's worse than Hitler, who killed millions. Really? He's worse than Mussolini, who jailed all his political opponents. Huh? Seriously. But you see, this is what happened when. Derangement Syndrome Affects the Cranium. Claremont Caskill, I'm sorry, is nuts. And as for MSNBC, why have they even got her on the program? Um, And won't she be very, very happy come November if, as the polls suggest, her Hitler-esque madman becomes the President of the United States? Someone please send a camera to her house. I want to see her reaction. This is TNT. TNT's Abby Roberts. Climate change is having a disproportionate effect on the physical
3: and mental health of black communities. Black Americans are more likely than white Americans to live in areas and housing that increase their susceptibility to climate-related health issues.
1: Dr. Rachel Levine, you may have have noticed something about Rachel.
0: Uh, Rachel is, in fact, a bloke. That is a bloke uh, in, in a suit
1: talking about um, how black people are adversely affected by climate. What a load of absolute nonsense. Did you see in the background as well that weird geometric shapes that are kind of all over? There's a weird blob. And uh, she's that's the human, uh, it's called, I think it's human health services is hhs.gov. Honestly, it is beyond scary, this stuff. It's like Marxism on steroids.
0: Abby Roberts on TNT. TNT is an independent global news talk station that does what others only say they do. TNT is a live radio and TV broadcaster that simply tells the truth 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No one in the world does what we do, crisscrossing the globe, providing credible news and opinion all day and all night. In two and a half years, TNT has become a credible and exciting platform with brilliant hosts and staff. It's a critical time, and we must continue to call out the misinformation and propaganda from mainstream media and their powerful sponsors. We're now appealing to our many friends and supporters around the world to go to TNTradio.live and make a small donation to TNT while we seek the right investors to continue our important mission. It's time to switch on Today's News Talk Radio. Very entertaining. Yeah! TNT.
1: You know, sometimes, seriously, you've got to wonder whether the Democrats, whether the Biden administration understands the word budget or can even spell it. On Wednesday, the Biden administration forgave a further $1.2 billion in student debts for more than 150,000 borrowers as part of the White House's Aggressive push to help Americans pay back their loans because nothing is free here. You've got to be careful about how this is construed. In total, Biden has cancelled nearly $138 billion for nearly 3.9 million borrowers since he took office, despite the Supreme Court killing his plan to wipe the debt seven months ago. Let's bring in Ed Martin, President of the Eagle Forum Education and Legal Defence Fund, to discuss this and more. Ed is a lawyer. He served as Chairman of the Missouri Republican Party and as a member of the Republican National Committee. In 2016, he co-authored the New York Times bestseller, The Conservative Case for Trump. He's a board member of the Patriot Freedom Project, which provides support for the January 6th political prisoners. Ed Martin, welcome back to TNT. Uh, thank you. Always
3: great to be with you, Chris. I always enjoy it. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much for your time. By cancelling such uh-huh. Immense student debt. What will this mean for American taxpayers? <laughs> well, I mean, first of all,
3: it's money we don't have, right? It's money that we don't have. We're running a, a, a debt. We're running a deficit every year, and our debt is close to thirty-one trillion dollars. It's just, it's accelerated. It's, it's, it's. You know, it's like rolling downhill. The first ten feet are pretty fast. By the time you get a hundred yards down, you're, you're gonna Well, it's just rolling uh, crazy, and we're going to go off a cliff. So the problem is the American people almost are immune. Uh, or, or maybe numb, that's a better word, to the insanity of it, you know, the spending and all. And uh, it's it's insulting to regular workers. It's uh, it's a, a problem for people to figure out how it works. Uh, you know, I, you've heard complaints about it. It's just, it's it's so un-American to me, this kind of thing that I think the whole loan system needs to be reformed, meaning stop giving so many loans to so many people that get degrees that don't uh, get help their up. earnings. But yeah, but but at this point, it's a wild thing to do. He's desperate. Well, look, America feels we feel like we're held hostage by the policies. We, our food prices are through the roof. Our fuel prices are, fr- prices are through the roof. We can't understand who's getting prosecuted for what. They're making stuff up. And now here comes the president. He's done two things. One, a couple of days ago, he did this, an almost 150 billion dollar thing. Now we're we're hearing he's going to do an executive order to try to secure the border. I mean, we we're held hostage by this incompetence. And meanwhile, uh, uh, things are just flowing, you know, rolling downhill faster and faster.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. Like they seriously don't understand the word budget, but there must be some kind of meaning behind the madness. This is a way of getting the next generation of voters to vote for them, isn't it?
3: That's right. I think one part of it is that. The other part of it is you sort of crash the system, right? I mean, if you love America and you love the system, the systems here are a, a certain set of property rights that let it so that people want to work and then spend their money on their children and all and have it have it be even. It's not always fair. Life is not fair, but the system is generally operating. Our, our, our constitution, our system is just, in front of our eyes is being destroyed by these kinds of moves. And so I, a part of says yes they're desperate to to try to find they're looking at polling they're looking at the data and they're saying this group of people will be excited if we do this these certain people will think that's a good idea they're good for us and then they're going to go now to the border and they're going to try to do something so they're trying to please data points meanwhile the country is, is going to hell in a handbasket as we say so they may buy some votes uh, I actually think it doesn't work well because young people don't vote in America. If you asked me to make a political, you said, hey, Ed, do a couple of things to help politics. I'm doing anything that helps 50 and older because they vote in a higher percentage in America. You know, we don't have mandatory voting mm. like Australia and other parts of the country. So you got to get them out to vote. 15, uh 18 to 25 year olds don't get out of bed by percentage to vote. So, uh, you know, they're, they're. I think he's buying off a group of people uh, up to maybe 40 that may or may not uh, really lead to votes, but it's part of their uh, mindset.
1: And it's only taxpayers' money. Who cares? It's only taxpayers' money. <laughs>
3: well, no, no, it's not even our taxpayer money. It's just printing. Just print the print around the printing press and then Worst. wonder why inflation's through the roof. Right, exactly. Oh, oh, we got plenty of money over at the Fed. We'll just crank up the press. And meanwhile, you'll say to yourself, My bacon, I've told you guys, my bacon about three and a half years ago cost me eleven dollars for the super pack. It could feed my sons, my family for about two days of breakfast. Now that same bacon is nineteen ninety nine. Now the pigs haven't gotten that much, you know, rich it's so something is going on and it's just inflation over and over and over
1: spot on and this just (laughs) helps it to continue i want to talk about one of the major international stories of the week and tnt has been at the uh, british high court throughout the week for the two-day hearing that second day has been heard for julian assange and this of course is about him challenging his us extradition probably his very last roll of the dice We're expecting some kind of decision next month, Ed. Um, What are your thoughts on Julian Assange? I get the feeling that for sharing the truth about the deep state, he's paid an enormous price.
3: Yeah, look, I think, Chris, let me just be very sort of candid about how I think many conservatives came to understand this. The scales fell off of our eyes when Trump won in 16, and suddenly we realized that, you, you just couldn't trust them when they said this is about national security, right? I mean, we got burned with the Iraq war where they made it up and they spun us into a war. But, but it was hard after 9-11 not to feel like we had to do something and we wanted to <laughs> defend ourselves, but the scales fell off our eyes. And so by the time, uh, you know, 2017, 2018, the, the, uh, the American conservative, guy, guys and gals like me said, Assange, if he wasn't a journalist, what was he? I mean, he wasn't a spy. Nobody's ever presented evidence that he was a spy. No. So he's being penalized. You don't get penalized. if you Look at this. If you, you don't get penalized if you're the Washington Post and you accept leaks from the CIA about Trump's tax returns, Trump, the dossier, anything. Exactly. You don't get penalized. And Assange, who arguably did a service uh, to, to us in a way that has never been really not been done since maybe the Pentagon Papers, is not a journalist. But here's the problem. Even some of what I would say are the the better Republicans. Pompeo, when he was in office, he rolled over and was anti-Assange, right? Even Trump didn't pardon Assange. So my point is the power behind trying to stop what I would call freedom of speech and freedom of the press is is really really big I mean I, I'm in awe of the size of this uh, colossus that we're facing but I, I hope and pray that the guy gets uh, gets freed or at least that we get the system moving in a way that's uh, more meaningful because right now it's you know and the world has been complaining about Navalny all week and, and I, I don't want anybody to die I think it's uh, lots of stuff that Putin does is terrible but I know a thousand citizens arrested in America for J6 which was an expression of their opinion Opinions on things. And, and, you know, Navalny's funeral, the after his funeral, they arrested 300 people that attended, I'm told, and and they all got released in 24 hours. Now their their names may be on a list forever, but they got released in America. We're still holding them in America. We're holding Assange. I mean, at a certain point, this is not at all what we should allow or expect. And I think more and more, more and more people feel that in America, I'm not sure that's good enough with the power of
1: the government uh, at this time, but that's how we feel. Yeah, that comparison is so glaring. I'm glad you made it. Now, according to Alex Mina, an IRS official with the Criminal Investigations Unit in New York, who met with O'Keefe Media Group's undercover journalist, the IRS uses artificial intelligence technology, and you and I, Ed, are going to be talking about AI forever, um, to spy on American citizens and company bank accounts without a warrant, without a warrant, or evidence to uncover what they consider fraud. I just want to play for you. I'm very interested in your remarks here. I want to play for you part of the undercover recording.
3: So AI has access to, like, everybody's bank account? Yes. What? They they see the amount in their bank account, yes.
4: I can't. Is it constitutional to do that?
1: I doubt it. (laughs) They are assholes. Really? They are the definition of an asshole. All of them. They have no problem like going
4: after the small people, you know, putting people in prison, like destroying people's life. They, they really? Have, they have no problem doing that. They said that we were all nice when we started. Now look at us. Like, they are like robots right now.
3: All of
1: them. Ed Martin, how terrifying is AI in the hands of a corrupt government?
3: Well, it, it, it's almost the worst thing you can imagine because it's not just while you're sleeping; they'll they'll be working on this. It's every moment in in real time they'll be targeting people. And and as you you mentioned, uh, and and as so many other examples, Michael Schellenberger, a journalist here, has a piece yep. that shows that uh, that they create a they fabricate a, a reason to look at you. And I think actually they used to do this. They used to at least fabricate like the FISA warrants were made up. You know, one of the sets of FISA warrants, the guy just made it up and signed it. Now, I think they're not even bothering. As you point out, they just hit, hit the button and let the thing go. Look, the IRS has had uh, abuse, has been abusive since Obama. It probably was before. Right. I'm not willing to say only Democrats do it. But at a certain point, again, Americans. We're held hostage by these systems. The IRS is designed to make you a criminal because you can't, Chris, you can't comply with it fast enough to have done it right. So Americans are literally waking up on, on tender hooks. They're saying to themselves, what have I done wrong today? Have I have I said the said the wrong thing, been the wrong place, done the wrong thing with my money? What have I done? And meanwhile- There's somebody sitting there who will in real time catch you and say, aha, I got you. They won't do it to Hillary and Bill Clinton. They won't do it to Obama and his family. They won't do it to Brenner, Brennan, Clapper, anybody, but they'll do it to you and me and anyone who makes the wrong, you know, sounds is going to be targeted. This is, This is on a scale. This is not comparable to even. This is crazy. I'm going to sound crazy to the Soviet. The Soviets were bullies over their people. It was ugly. This is like this is almost like evil because it's so slick. But it's happening all around us now.
1: Yes, happening all around us, and will continue to happen. The compound. The compound use of AI will be extraordinary. You and I are going to be talking about this. And sadly, we're going to be talking about when AI is in the hands of a corrupt government and they will try and test the waters and see what they can get away with. Yeah. I mean,
3: you and I may be talking about it in the same, you know, 12 by 12 cell at some point. I hope it doesn't come to that, but I think many people feel that way. I mean, they're, they're, look, the one thing, Chris, that I would say, I wrote a piece, I do a substack. I wrote a piece on this today. You know, you usually expect people that do something wrong to hide it. You know, when my kids eat in their room, not supposed to take food in their room, they try to sneak it by to get to the room. That Nobody's hiding this. The prosecutors in America are flaunting it. The president of the United States is lying in public over and over again about everything. And he's doing it in public. He's not, they're not even trying to hide what's happening. They're just assuming that they'll get away with it. And probably because... They always have. And the question will be, what can you do to stop it? And I, as you point out, I'm not optimistic when the systems are so easily, AI especially, but also all the social media, which is wrapped up in AI at this point. All those things are used in such a way to, to the advantage of the government, to the disadvantage of freedom, and mostly to the disadvantage of free speech and free association, which was the one thing America got amendment one. That was the top of the list of the bill of rights, because we knew we had to have that. If you don't have that, you're going to be under somebody's thumb fast.
1: It is a very appropriate dire warning, but a dire warning. Nonetheless, I've got to take a break for news. Ed, we'll come back with you in just a second. Let's go to the newsroom at TNT. Attention. Attention. special, bulletin, special, bulletin, special, TNT radio bulletin, news, Matt Boyland here with a quick look at your TNT headlines. The world's fourth largest cell phone network suffered a nationwide outage in the US on Thursday, sparking fears the telco may have fallen victim to a cyber attack. China's told the world court that international law grants Palestinians the right to use whatever force necessary to defend themselves against Israeli occupation. And the US is back on the moon after successfully landing its first spacecraft on the lunar surface in over half a century. The common housefly. Caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes, just makes matters worse. Then... Dinner time.
3: Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful
0: information on our website. Whoa.
1: Dinner's ready. Oh, man.
0: Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNTradio.live.
1: Let's get back to Ed Martin and continue our conversation right now. Uh, Nearly 7.3 million migrants, which is a staggering number, Ed, have illegally crossed the southwest border, under President Biden's watch, a number greater than the population of 36 individual states—would you believe? Yeah. How will this end? Has he got any um, inkling of ability or skill or now to try and stop it?
3: Well, a couple things there. He he has always had the ability—that meaning the power to do it. He uh, he uh, on the first thing he did. You know, in fact, I got a book right here. It's a, it's called Overrun. It's a friend of mine wrote this book. It it catalogs, it's, it, the subtitle is How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis. My friend wrote this and released it eight months ago. And he describes on day one, the Biden administration, day one, that after inauguration, come back, you have tea and you have cookies and all that, and go back and sign some executive orders. And Biden signed, among the first ones, was to reverse what Donald Trump did at the border. Yeah. So he has power to flip it back again if he wants to. The real question, Chris, is it's it's how... How much do you hate America to let this go on? Like everybody agrees now. It's not close. This isn't. And because, listen, Chris, it's very clear now. It's not mom and dad and two kids and an Our Lady of Guadalupe icon, right? Coming across the border to work here. That's not who's coming. They're coming from Pakistan and Central Africa and China and China and China. And how can it be that people that are that are really that are serious are allowing this to happen is, is almost beyond belief until you say, they must want it that way, right? They must want this to happen. And must. so, uh, yeah, and I think what's going on is what's going to happen at, in the State of the Union in a few days is Joe Biden is going to announce that he signed executive orders, probably not as good as what he reversed, but something that will sound like he's – because he knows he's got a political problem in the election. But it's still not stopping the flow. They, they could stop the flow tomorrow. In fact, if the president gave a speech from the Oval Office tonight and said, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm declaring an emergency and I'm sending the American military to the border. Everybody stop. The, the American people would rise up in, in, in joy. We'd be thrilled. I would be too. And they're not doing it. And so it's, uh, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know why he doesn't want to do it or people around him don't want to do it. But this is the number one issue at the heart of the election now. This is not about, uh, you know, immigration. This is about an invasion of people that we don't know who they are. We don't know if they care. It, you know, if, if you go to uh, 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 the train station in Milan, I went last year, you see a encampment of African nationals living there eating there defecating there and you say we don't want aren't even debating that we don't even know who's coming we just know it's in the millions and millions right now and it's got to be stopped and i'd say that's the number one issue in this coming election
1: yeah i w- i c- couldn't uh, disagree with that i think it will be as well let me digress a little bit on that issue and go back to a couple of days ago and i had a lot to say on the program about this allegedly A bipartisan agreement to come up with some kind of proposal to put these newly arrived migrants into the US military. Now, it solves a number of problems, (laughs) or should I say, it doesn't solve the problems, it band aids essential problems, major problems in the system. And I got to tell you, I hate it.
3: Yeah. I hate it, too. I I, I agree with you completely. I, look, I, we have a tradition in America. There's always been, uh, especially because in the First World War uh, and the Second World War, but the First World War, there were so many new immigrants right through Ellis Island, Irish, Italian, others. They went in the military. That's always been a tradition. And, and by the way, it is still true now. First generation Hispanics uh, are in the military. Immigrants are in the military at a high number. But in this case, you just can't do this. This is my point. The 7.5 million changed the country because you can no longer trust your instinct about this where okay if somebody comes in and their their family's working in the fields in southern california and their kid wants to go in the military and the marines are great you know you we can we can recognize that it has actually worked we can't tell now we don't know now we can't understand what we've got and so as you point out it says it's solving a problem we got a recruitment problem but what all, all it's really descri- describing in in detail now is the collapse of america that's yes. how it feels again again we feel like we're held hostage by the system that makes it so you can't even know if you go to the military this is true too young people are not going to the military because they don't want to go into another social services experiment they already did that in high school they want to just go they want to. To fight and serve, they will. If they don't, they won't. Now they just don't want to go because they know it's not a positive thing. And frankly, they don't feel good about fighting for the country, which brings us back to this point. If you want to destroy America, you do all these kinds of things together, and people feel worse and worse and worse about standing up for America. Yeah. And it, it, it's just we're, we're in a spiral right now, and the American people aren't. It's the leadership are doing this, and we feel like we're held, held hostage. We are held hostage by this madness coming out of Washington,
1: D.C. Yeah, It's a proposal. I hope it's not a bipartisan agreement oh, but it's what a a i often say about bad policy it's sort of covered in grease and gravel <laughs> um now at a fundraiser let's talk climate at a fundraiser wednesday night in san francisco president biden said we have a crazy sob like that guy putin and others and we always have to worry about nuclear conflict but the existential threat to humanity he says is climate <laughs> Elevating climate change or, or global boiling—I got to tell you—is a hard sell right now. Don't you think? It's—it's it's, it,
3: again. This guy is so out of touch with where we are. It's uh, you know the, again. It's not only conservatives who see. The corruption of the climate hoax again forget about what the temperature is in the oceans just tell yourself why does america have to pay for it why do we have to pay there's a little yeah. bit like the nato story the nato story that blew up and and i was telling somebody look all trump said was you guys made a deal we all agreed to pay many of you don't pay that's not much of a deal right germany germany doesn't pay germany gets germany is building brussels they're they're building strasbourg they're building the eu they're germany they don't even pay their share of the military so then they say oh my gosh what well, what's going on here how can you not defend us against big bad putin hold on you made a deal let's make the deal and the same thing with climate if if people have real concerns if Joe Biden has real concerns about c- climate, then you have to lower the cost of energy in the short term, meaning the next hundred years. That is oil and gas. And it, it will be. It, it also means nuclear. And it should be some others. But it's not spending billions and billions of dollars incentivizing electric trucks that nobody wants to drive. I mean, a- at a certain point, the American people are so sick of this, this hoax that it doesn't work, but you know what? I don't think Biden cares because you know what they did in the last so-called the Inflation Reduction Act. You know, it was a misnomer; it's a lie. In, yep. in the last, la- there were hundreds of billions of dollars dedicated to green junk. Yep. So, it, it, you know, you you and me may agree, but if you're in the green business, you're getting green because you're playing the game, even if it's a disaster on all fronts.
1: Yeah, there's a lucrative buck to be made in this little big time. Now, Biden continues to be obsessed with January 6th. You mentioned a very, very good comparison um, using those that are imprisoned at the moment. Uh, We're expecting more arrests uh, occurring and recent arrests have occurred as well. What's the update for us? Well,
3: uh, on that front, I can tell you, I mean, you know, the Patriot Freedom Project, you mentioned our our organization, which is patriotfreedomproject.com. We track this. We get calls every single day. They're arresting at least one a day. They say they're going to arrest at least a thousand more. It's up to 1,300 now. They say it'll be close to 2,500 by election day. Of course, it's all an election stunt, you know. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, you talk about, again, America's specialness, our greatness was in our our law, our constitution, which had due process, which meant you could get a fair tribunal. You could get a fair shake. If you did something wrong, you'd get a, now you got a system and the DC courts are so biased against these individuals that the game is over if you're arrested. So, uh, Joe Biden is shamelessly pushing this lie. You know, in 2020, he ran on a lie, His, he said, "I ran because Trump said that, that neo-Nazis and white supremacists are fine people." It's a lie. He never said that. He said they're not fine people, actually, and he said the opposite. But he ran on that lie. Now he's running on the lie of a, of, a, of an insurrection that's been proven. That it was not an insurrection. It's been proven that it wasn't even an organized riot, not. and yet he's he's running on it. But you know what? The power behind what's going on. We've got people in jail that are getting put in solitary confinement, and we got people that are facing uh, the the judges and the juries. Uh, many of them are. We're waiting on our Supreme Court to strike down. We hope one of the charges that was we think wrongfully used to again to to and and and, and to go full circle. What they've done here, Chris, is said. You can have anything you want if you shut up and stay home. You know, if you shut up and stay home, you can have anything you're gonna you have. What well you can have whatever we tell you you can have, but you can't raise your voice and you can't come and gather. Now, as you know, that's where politics starts. That's where influencing the system yes. begins. Your voice and your ability to come together. So this is all happening right in front of us. And I, I think that the I will say one update: the Republican House here in, in the Congress has made some progress on some of the uh, the flaws that in the lies that were told, and that's having some effect, but it's not covered by most of the mainstream media, most of the social media. And so, you know, is it reaching half the country that have been brainwashed by uh, Joe Biden and CNN? Uh, I doubt it. And so here we are.
1: Okay. I want to talk about Ukraine. Um, I know it's a forgotten war. Um, the <laughs> latest information we have in the last three days suggests that Ukraine is losing badly. And there's really no dispute about that at the moment. But the U.S. is considering and will probably tick it off, uh, sending powerful new long-range ballistic missiles to Ukraine. When does this become <laughs> a total and utter joke? Well, I
3: think it was probably six months ago, maybe, maybe three months yeah. ago. I, yeah. I mean, I, look, I, I, the only problem is you and I are laughing. And uh, for the next 50 years... The Ukrainian people will be missing their fathers and brothers and and some of their mothers and daughters. But I mean, in in the military, they're just slaughtering. They're just sending these people to die. We now know it's not me and you saying we now know that there was serious efforts to get peace. Those were scuttled by Western powers. I'm not sure if it was Boris Johnson or somebody else, but it was scuttled. They said, well, fight on, fight on. Even to this day, you'll hear people say Ukraine is this close. We have a spring offensive. Remember that spring offensive is going to bring... Look, uh, my point is there's a human tragedy. I am, I'm no fan of Putin or uh, whatever, all that stuff. But there's a human tragedy here that is ongoing. And if you, it, unless you're willing to say, and maybe some people will, that you're going to go in with Ukraine and, and put an army in and fight for them, they're not going to win. Therefore, stop this madness. And, and all the other thing that's going on, though, in America is we're already hearing the talk. We have to help them rebuild. So we got to spend hundreds of billions on this stupid war, and now we're going to spend trillions. America is in in Kiev when Chicago is a dump, right? So and that's what we're being prepared. We're being told, oh, this is good, and people are saying Republicans that are moderates or that are of the of the of the regime. They're saying, oh, you know, but don't worry, they'll spend the money with American contractors. It's good for us. Well, it's not good for America, a- and no. we don't have the money. I mean, it's madness, but it's it's ongoing. And um, as you say. There's there's... There's this ebb and flow. Whenever they need a crisis, it feels like the Biden administration will rush back to, oh, let's talk about Ukraine. But the American people won't have it.
1: No, I don't think. And the polls are showing that as well. Meanwhile, in the Middle East, just a question without notice, there's probably going to be a request on the U.S. government to rebuild Gaza as well. You'd have to expect it, wouldn't you?
3: Of course, of course, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, as I said, I'm I'm very pro-Israel, their their history and the importance of it. But as as I have been saying for weeks, it's not original to me. Um, But you know, Israel can borrow money as well as we can, and when we give them ten dollars, it's because we borrow it. They can borrow it cheaper than we can. So what are we doing here, right? So, but I I agree with you. We'll we'll be we'll be in Gaza, and you know, one of the reasons I like the idea of President Trump is as you you saw it, but he got some of those Arab uh, uh, nations, you know, United Arab Emirates and some. Others to basically buy in. They were buying their way to respectability, but he could get them to 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 leave Israel alone. You know, end up with some relations. Pay for a bunch of stuff. I mean, that's. I just think we can't pay for the whole world, and so let's see if we can get creative about that region. But I, I again, I I don't I defer to Israel right now on their security because I just think it what happened there laid bare. It's not going to work to be next to each other. So you've got to go figure it out. Uh, but you're right. We'll end up footing the footing the bill.
1: And one last one, Uh, you've got the State of the Nation coming up, where does this sit with Joe Biden's plan to be reelected? Will it be a bonus for him or will it be a negative? I guess it depends on whether he could read the auto cue.
3: Yeah, I, I would say this. He's a, he's a pro and by that I mean, you know, you don't get to be elected president if you don't know how to play the game at a high level in terms of politics. He he can give a speech, he can read a teleprompter and and he'll have a very well-written speech in terms of hitting the buttons and all that. They'll probably have some of those people in the crowd. They'll get lots of applause. I I actually think he will look better there, um, which is of course it's it's a delicious irony because All the Democrats want him out now. They, they don't want him to run, but they can't force him out because the president's too powerful and Biden's t- too stubborn. So he's gonna. I bet he'll give a pretty good speech. Actually, I think he'll be serious enough that the the setting will make him look big. He, he'll 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 do fine. He can rise to the occasion. Pump him up with some of his meds. He'll give a good speech, and he'll be and he'll look okay. Uh, but that's good, I think, for him and for staying in the race. It's bad for the country and bad for the Democrat Party ultimately. I think.
1: Yeah, a big pill popping day for the president that one. All right, <laughs> huh? I'll let you. go, Ed Martin, great to have you on the program. You've dissected things superbly today. Thank you so much for your time.
3: Always a pleasure, Chris. Talk to you soon.
1: Good on you. President of the Eagle Forum Education and Legal Defence Fund, Ed Martin. Yes, pill popping, ready for the State of the Union. Let's fake it as much as we can make it. We'll take a break. If you want to have something to say about any of that, you can call us right away. You know the numbers, well, you should know them by now from the United States and Canada. It's 1 888 201 6425. From the UK, 033 0024 1026. And maybe you've got something to say if you're listening from Australia or New Zealand, 1 800 670 310. This is Chris Smith on TNT with his expert analysis and opinion.
0: This is TNT Radio's Timothy
4: Shea. Americans this week celebrated President's Day. Or did we? The answer, of course, is that we did not. We celebrated George Washington's birthday. And possibly, if you want to include Abraham Lincoln, our 16th president, whose birthday, February 12th, was given up for Martin Luther King Day back in the 1980s. But we definitely did not celebrate Millard Fillmore and James Buchanan. didn't celebrate Jimmy Carter or Bill Clinton, and we most definitely did not celebrate Barack Obama and Stumblebum Joe. Why does this matter? Am I just being picky and pedantic? No, it matters because words matter. George Orwell wrote, the slovenliness of our language makes it easier for us to have foolish thoughts. Put more colorfully, blurry words carry deplorable thinking the way that mosquitoes carry malaria. You should always question the dominant narrative, whether it's that standard time going into daylight savings time is an artifact from our agrarian past when in actuality, farmers argued against it when the progressives put it in 110 years ago. That the Republican Party and the Democrat Party flipped after the 1960s when that's demonstrably false. And even that red is the Republican color and blue is the Democrat color when again, the opposite is true. In fact, the opposite is always true what the dominant narrative seems to be. So question the words, or else you've lost the argument before it's even begun. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's news talk, TNT.
5: People might tell you that Lyme doesn't kill people, but we are losing people. People disappear
2: from their lives.
1: One of the scariest things that I had to deal with was uh, memory loss. Not just like, I don't remember what I did last week, but like, I forgot all the words to my own songs. I remember going to my primary care physician and he was like, you are 100% healthy, there's nothing wrong with you. And my response was, that's impossible, I'm dying. I wasn't working.
2: So I had all of these hospital bills and we had to move out of our home and move into my parents' basement. I just wish I could have truly been present in those big moments, you know, when she took her first steps or, you know, her first day of preschool. Lyme is such a thief and it goes undetected because no one is looking for it.
5: For more information and prevention
1: tips, go to projectlime.org. This is The Chris Smith Show on today's News Talk,
0: TNT Radio.
1: Well, investigative journalist Michael Schellenberger and his team last week released a politically explosive Substack article titled CIA had foreign allies spy on Trump team triggering Russia collusion hoax sources say. I went through what they discovered verbatim, as you may recall last week. They wrote that multiple credible sources show that the United States intelligence community, including the Central Intelligence Agency, CIA, illegally mobilised foreign intelligence agencies to target Trump advisors long before the summer of 2016 russiagate is well and truly back in the news the deep state operation to illegally listen and watch trump advisors was bigger and more intrusive than what we first thought my next guest will no doubt have comments to make on what's been revealed george papadopoulos is best-selling author of deep state target how i got caught in the crosshairs of the plot to bring down president trump and a former member of the Foreign Policy Advisory Panel to Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. In May 2016, George had a widely publicised meeting with Australia's then High Commissioner to the United Kingdom, Alexander Downer, at the very posh Kensington Wine Rooms in London. The one-hour meeting set off a chain of events, leading to an investigation into the president. George joins us now live from LA. George Papadopoulos, welcome to TNT. Thank you for having me what about the michael schellenberger team and their story last last week what triggered your concerns about what you read
5: well actually i feel total and absolute vindication um the only thing that triggered me was that i wanted this to be out at least last election so that we wouldn't be dealing potentially with the biden administration today because uh there's one thing that unites americans of all political spectrum, and that is they're against corruption. They're against unfairness. They're against a two-tier justice system. And certainly they are completely against the intel agencies putting their fingers on both the truth and our democratic process. So um, I have been actually saying this since probably 2018, that this wasn't some sort of rogue FBI operation. I suggested openly that uh, this was a global effort to take down a populist economic nationalist candidate like Donald Trump who espoused these ideas that really made the globalists uh, in 2016 and beyond uh, fearful of what his agenda would look like if implemented. So um, did Australia, the UK, Italy, potentially Israel, other countries have vested interests in a third Obama term under Clinton? I believe so. And I think that's why they became
1: involved here. So, so does this mean that somewhere there are tapes or transcripts with conversations that may, you know, even include you and, and others and Trump's advisors that sit in a vault or vaults around the world?
5: Certainly. And the old narrative was that this was a justified investigation that was uh, spontaneously launched in July of 2016 after uh, u.s allies warned the united states intelligence community of potential russian contacts with trump advisors and that's where the alexander downer situation got in now with this new information that's come out it says unequivocally and it's not conspiracy this is um done with robust and unbiased reporting by two non-conservative journalists that this goes back to march of 2016. Mm. it started in rome and london now I was the only Trump advisor at that particular time who was stationed in Europe. I was uh, was working in the energy industry. And that's where all of these assets began to bump into me, leading up to this infamous meeting with Alexander Downer, which was nothing more than a complete setup. And I have an entire chapter dedicated to it in my book. I reported Alexander Downer to the FBI, to Congress under oath, and even Bob Mueller's people told me that this guy was in on whatever happened to you. So this goes way beyond uh illegality at the fbi level but potentially reaches even obama himself
1: it is probably one of the greatest political and criminal fishing expeditions in the history of the united states would you agree
5: i think at the at the very least the behavior that was described uh, in this report, and of course what I lived in real time, was tantamount to a criminal conspiracy. At the very worst, it was an a subtle, or you could call it overt, attempt to undermine the de- U.S. democratic process. And it has now impacted three different elections, 2016, of course, 2020, where you had the CIA once again interfering in the Hunter Biden laptop story where you had these 51 intelligence officers say that it was Russian disinformation and then that probably tilted the election in Biden's favor. And of course, now in February of 2024, going into the 2024 election, this bombshell story drops at a time when the Biden administration is already already reeling. They've had their um, homeland security official Mayorkas uh, impeached. Now the impeachment hearings are going to zero in on Biden. And this story, of course, potentially implicates Biden himself, who was then vice president under Obama.
1: It doesn't matter whether it was Australia, the United States, Italy, or the UK. I've always been under the impression, George, that no matter what law enforcement branch you come from, you need a legally approved court document warrant to surveil or record a target, a human being, or raid a property, and you've got to have some kind of prima facie evidence to present before the court. None of this was adhered to.
5: In the civilized world, and in the in society that's based on rule of law, and uh, the constitution and the Bill of Rights, especially in the United States, that's normalcy. That's exactly how criminal investigations are supposed to start. There has to be probable cause. There has to be a reason for subjecting a subject to this type of invasive uh, evisceration, if you will, of their uh, civil liberties and their privacy. Mm. But in this situation, I always say that the intel uh, agency should have teamed up with Hollywood scriptwriters because that's exactly what this entire uh, so-called operation really was. It was about bumping in uh, to associates, as the report says, to then mold them fabricate evidence around them, make it seem like they're doing something illegal when they're not, and then to use that fake evidence to launch a FBI investigation, which was domestic in the United States. So uh, (laughs) you're absolutely right. And I think that's why the domestic implications of this story are now profound. You have FISA, which is the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, uh, coming up for renewal, uh, provisions of that uh, foreign surveillance apparatus being up for renewal in Congress, And certainly this uh, type of evidence and behavior by the intel agencies will not bode well in these negotiations moving forward, and it likely will curtail some of their power uh, going into the next election.
1: That is an astute observation. One last question. Is it important that someone finds the Trump binder?
5: This is absolutely imperative. President Trump, in his waning days of his administration, declassified Russiagate files. There are reports that Attorney General Garland actually instructed the FBI to raid Mar-a-Lago, not to find various other information regarding Iran and nuclear secrets, but to retrieve these binders. If it is indeed true that those binders were never found and President Trump has declassified them, I believe that would be motivation behind why these strategic leaks did emerge from the CIA. They're trying to get ahead of a story and they're trying to prevent President Trump from actually curtailing them if he gets elected once again.
1: You've been very generous with your time at late notice. I thank you very much for appearing on the station. Thank you. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. George Papadopoulos, uh, the author of Deep State Target, How I Got Caught in the Crosshairs of the Plot to Bring Down President Trump. Um, He probably got caught in far more ways than what he's aware of. And as he admitted, it could be transcripts, tapes that sit in a vault somewhere, maybe in Italy, Australia, UK, or the United States based on the surveillance that took place illegally by foreign agencies. Can you believe this stuff? You couldn't write it and believe it. Got to take a break. We'll get you some news and back with more on TNT.